0: Inside Sources.
1: History has its eyes on you. Oh. Oh. History has its eyes
2: on you. Welcome back everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today, and yes, history does. Have its eyes on you. And uh, we did over the weekend a uh, historic uh, splashdown. Uh, first time we've had a splashdown in about, I think it was 45 years, was uh, what they uh, mentioned there, kind of retro style uh, splashdown of uh, the NASA astronauts returning to Earth. Uh, again, this was a combination public private partnership, uh, Elon Musk, SpaceX company. Uh, And NASA coming together uh, to get some folks up to the space station and bring them back. So uh, this was a a real tested out uh, history making moment. uh, uh, And just some interesting uh, by the numbers. (laughs) The the spacecraft went from uh, a speed of about uh, 17,500 miles an hour. Uh, down to about 350 miles an hour as uh, it went through the uh, atmospheric re-entry. And then finally it was going about 15 miles an hour when it actually splashed down. Uh, the peak heat that they uh, hit during the descent, these two astronauts, was 3,500 degrees Fahrenheit. That is, uh, if you can't stand the heat, you got to get out. <laughs> uh, but just uh, an amazing an ac- accomplishment and really shows some uh, great future uh made uh, in this history making moment uh, over the weekend. Uh, I want to get just some uh, some quick reaction uh, to some of that as we look at uh, what happened uh, in this uh, again historic event uh, with the NASA program.
3: That
1: historic splashdown.
2: Splashdown.
1: Dragon Endeavour has returned home. Astronauts Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley inside the SpaceX Dragon Endeavour for this 19-hour journey to Earth, orbiting the planet at a mind-blowing 17,000 miles per hour before entering the atmosphere at 2.36 p.m. Eastern. At 2.40, the astronauts signal they're okay. Four minutes later, those chutes deploy. Dragon ultimately slowing down to just 15 miles per hour. Splashing down in the Gulf of Mexico, down.
0: Welcome back to planet Earth, and thanks for flying SpaceX.
1: The Dragon avoiding Tropical Storm Isaias in the Atlantic. The recovery team wearing masks and hazmat suits. Bob and Doug emerging on stretchers, feeling gravity for the first time in 64 days. The first American splashdown in 45 years splashdown. since the Apollo era.
2: All right, there you go. History in the making and uh, some uh, some fascinating things they were uh... They were asked the question what they were doing on uh, re-entry as they were uh, plummeting towards the Earth. And uh, I forget which one. One of the two said they were making uh, phone calls. <laughs> they were just doing some random dials there uh, through the uh, the equipment they had. So I guess a few prank calls uh, were made on the ride right end. So that's it's good to know. You can have a little fun while you're screaming towards Earth at uh, thousands of miles an hour. I uh, also wanted to just uh, get a quick comment from uh, our friend Jim Bridenstine, who is the administrator of NASA, former uh, congressman from Oklahoma, got to know him. Uh, we've had him on the program uh, before in the past. Uh, here were his comments uh, on this historic event.
1: This is an amazing moment. Um, and the commercial crew program has really just proven the business model for how we go forward. And we do more than we're, than we've ever been able to do before.
2: Again, that's NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine, again, uh, really uh, doing a great job there with NASA, this public-private partnership, and uh, that spells uh, great things for the future uh, for the NASA program and uh, space travel. So we'll continue to watch that. Uh, Hopefully we'll get uh, the Administrator Bridenstine back on the program uh, here in the next couple of months uh, for some more insight as to what comes next. There's a lot coming, uh, so we'll keep you informed on that. Uh, also, just over the last week, of course, as we we look at uh, history having its eyes on us, on all of us. Uh, we talked about that a little bit on Thursday as we rolled into the weekend. And, of course, uh, we covered all last week, uh, some of the uh, last uh, memorials to Representative John Lewis, uh, his life and legacy as a civil rights leader, as a member of Congress, and uh, some of the extraordinary work that he did, uh, and how he did it, uh, and in classic, uh, in classic Representative Lewis fashion. And again, a lot of disagreements, uh, a lot of things you can go back and forth on, uh, but he did lead in a most extraordinary way, whether you agreed with him or not. Uh, I love the, uh, the very short, very brief eulogy from former President George W. Bush, uh, talking about their disagreements, but talking about what united them and what actually mattered for the nation. Uh, well, as I said, in classic John Lewis fashion, uh, he gets the last word. Uh, he actually wrote a an op-ed two days before he passed away that was published in the New York Times. Uh, but he also ha- also had it recorded. Uh, it was recorded by Morgan Freeman. And so I want to share uh, just the last uh, couple of sections of uh, Representative John Lewis's last word Uh, which were released uh, just prior to his funeral
3: on Thursday. You must also study and learn the lessons of history because humanity has been involved in this soul-wrenching existential struggle for a very long time. People on every continent have stood in your shoes through decades and centuries before you. The truth does not change. That is why the answers worked out long ago can help you find solutions to the challenges of our time. Continue to build union between movements stretching across the globe, because we must put away our willingness to profit from the exploitation of others. Though I may not be here with you, I urge you to answer the highest calling of your heart and stand up for what you truly believe. In my life, I have done all I can to demonstrate that the way of peace, the way of love and nonviolence is the more excellent way. Now it is your turn to let freedom ring. When historians pick up their pens to write the story of the 21st century, let them say that it was your generation who laid down the heavy burdens of hate at last, and that peace finally triumphed over violence, aggression. And war. So I say to you, walk with the wind, brothers and sisters, and let the spirit of peace and the power of everlasting love be your guide.
2: And that's uh, Morgan Freeman reading the final op ed by Representative John Lewis, again, penned just a few days before he died and released uh, just before his funeral on Thursday last week. And uh, there's so many important things for us. uh, starting with that whole idea that we we really do have to uh, study and learn the lessons of history. Uh, I loved how he said this, learn the lessons of history because humanity has been involved in this soul-wrenching existential struggle for a very long time. Uh, People on every continent have stood in your shoes. Uh, And it's true, as we look at the challenges we face on this continent and around the world for that matter, uh, we've been here before. And we know what to do, and we have to learn those lessons of history. To me, it's one of the most troubling and frightening components to the whole cancel culture is if we lose our history, uh, all of those who, again, as John Lewis described it, those who have been involved in the soul-wrenching existential struggle, if we lose that, uh, we lose everything. Being able to remember uh, matters. Uh, it matters in a big way, and it matters now more than ever. And so I love that we need to study. We need to study, not just look at a tweet, not just read a social media post. We need to study and learn the lessons of history because of our humanity. We can celebrate great leaders, many who were flawed. We're all flawed. So we should get over it. We can confront the things that we need to confront. We can look at the challenges. We can look at the wrongs. We can move towards justice and equality and freedom and liberty. Uh, that is who we are, and that's what we need to continue to do. Uh, he challenged us to answer the highest calling of your heart and stand up for what you truly believe. That's, that's the key. Are we, willing, are we willing to answer the highest calling Are we willing to stand up for what we truly believe? And then I love this uh, final phrasing. Uh, When historians pick up their pens to write the story of the 21st century, let them say that it was our generation who laid down the heavy burdens of hate at last and that peace finally triumphed, uh, triumphed over violence, aggression, and war. Uh, Such a a great and stirring final word uh, From Representative John Lewis And uh, it reminds me Of what we talked about a lot last week That uh, in America That we can't have excuses No finger pointing or placing blame Uh, We have to be united Not just at the time of people's passing Or in the midst of tragedy It's an everyday thing Because the spirit, the power And the promise of America Belongs to Today if we're going to bind up the wounds, if we're going to overcome past problems, it requires us to unite and act today. So remember, America, it's for us, the living. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL Today. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference.
0: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold.